0: Dear listeners, Sairam, Welcome to our radio series, Afternoon Satsang. This is a discussion between Radio Sai's Prem and Arvind on different spiritual topics. Every Thursday on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony, you can enjoy this live conversation. It's from 12 30 pm to 2 pm Indian Standard Time. Today's episode was first featured as part of Thursday Live on. August 29th 2013
1: Om Shri Sai Ram This is Prem from Team Radio Sai and with me is Arvind from Team Radio Sai and we are joining you for this week's afternoon satsang. Welcome, Arvind.
2: Thank you, Prem Sairam. Sairam, to all our listeners and fellow participants in this satsang, as always, we begin by placing our most humble and loving pranams at the lotus feet of our beloved Bhagwan. We are now going to dive directly into some of the wonderful guidelines and vision for the studio that Swami imparted on that beautiful day, 29th of August 2002. So, yes, Prem, it is on this very chair that Swami sat. Of course, He blessed all the equipment that had been displayed here. And the whole studio and all the equipment here were gift of love from the director of TVS TVS Electronics, Electronics. Shri Gopal Srinivasan. And he offered everything to Swami to be used as Swami wills in a manner that is beneficial to the whole world. That was His prayer. That is one of the things that Swami said that day. Swami said that I have nothing to do with this. It was amply clear that Swami was not doing this in order to glorify Himself or...
1: Swami said there is nothing to gain or lose for me.
2: Exactly. But Means His glory is not affected whether Radio Sai is there or it is not there. But it was the devotee's pining and He wanted it. In order to make Him happy, Swami has permitted it. He made it very clear.
3: Right.
2: I think that in itself is such an important lesson for us to keep in mind that... We are not doing Swami a favor by the work that we do. If at all there are any beneficiaries, the foremost among them are ourselves. It is an opportunity that we have got to relive His glory and story.
1: And you know, the many things which Swami did when He went around here, Swami blessed the camera, Swami blessed the new mics which were kept.
2: Mm, and The replicator. Right.
1: I remember that small incident which happened when Swami came to the replicator. Mm. When they told Swami, that Swami usually when you prepare a CD, the CD is sent to Singapore where it is replicated. Okay, now we have got this equipment because of which the replication can be done here. And the first thing Swami asked was, do you still have to send it to Singapore? Uh-huh. They said, no Swami, it's not required now, we can do it here. And Swami was so happy, yeah, that is very good, it has to be done here, it has to be done here. And you know, stemming out from the discussion we have been having the past couple of days within ourselves, you know, the need to use resources which are native and which are from India, the joy which Swami had when you said, uh, what was supposed to be outsourced, now you can do it here. Correct. And that is something which we all have to strive to do.
2: And that has been, you know, Swami's vision for everything. Even when it comes to the SSS VIP, Shri Satisai Village Integration Program. Of course, Swami gifts, you know, Swami gifts water, Swami gifts food. He starts off first. But then his objective and goal is make sure that that village does not depend on any others for anything else including health, education, and that is what he calls it as a Sai ideal village. The teachers in the schools of the village must be from the village itself. The people who stitch clothes must be from the village itself. Each village should become a self-sufficient unit. And that is what makes Swami happy. And today when we look at the immediate crisis that India faces in terms of the rupee devaluation against the dollar, putting into practice these things that Swami said, Swami loved, seems to be the way out because it has to start at the micro level. It's the drops that constitute the ocean. Definitely even that look of joy, beaming bright happiness, when Swami hears that, ah, it can be done here, we need not take it to Singapore. That itself is such a powerful message, you know. No wonder that that video has become the induction training video for anyone who wishes to join or who joins Radio Sai.
1: And then of course, he went around and finally he sat on the chair because I remember so many times Swami was offered the chair but Swami said no no I am not yet done you know he was going around Mm. uh, looking at all the equipment and I think one of the first thing that Swami did after he sat down Mm. was he said you all must be very grateful to Gopal Chani for setting up this thing correct you know that's a very very important point before we go into anything else
3: Mm.
1: in our life we get good things from many people and we know for sure that they are only instruments, you know, Swami is benefiting us through these people and Swami is giving us His love through these people. Mm. But it is also important to remember those who are instrumental in us receiving it. Even though in the back of our minds, we know where the source is actually. Swami Mm. was telling us that you should also have gratitude for the person who has been the medium.
2: Exactly. That is really powerful because sometimes, you know, we use some of the highest philosophies to our convenience make a high philosophy into a convenient philosophy. You know, we say that it's Swami who is giving everything, so why should I be grateful to anybody else? If everything is Swami's will, it's happening. I mean, that is also not right. Yes, we are getting things through an instrument of the Lord. Swami is choosing him as an instrument. And because he or she was fit enough to be the instrument of the Lord, we should be grateful to them because they are the channel, they are the medium through which God's love is flowing to us. In the same way, you may say that, you know, a flute player, it's the magic because the flute player is playing it. But then you see, even the flute player, that is a tradition in India, bows down to his flute, respects and reveres his flute. Even in the West, if you see, they may not openly or directly bow down before the flute, but the way they preserve the instrument, the way that it is given respect, they treat the case in which the flute is kept almost like an altar of the Lord. Why is it? Because it is not the instrument that is playing anything. But the instrument is being good enough to allow you to play and exhibit your talent and therefore it needs to be worshipped and you need to pay gratitude and homage to it. In the same way, Swami also the first thing that He said after sitting down was you should be grateful to Gopal Srinivasan for having set up this whole thing and that is a lesson for us in life. Though everything that we get in life is from God, we should definitely be grateful to the instruments through whom it comes to us
1: and i think all values stem from that even what swami says about having respect for parents mm-hmm. and swami always tells parents that remember you're only a trustee you know you're only a caretaker but swami they are always not your children. yeah right and swami always tells the children to be grateful to the parents for what they've given correct in one side swami is making sure that everybody in the equation understands that they're only instruments mm-hmm. but at the same time give the due respect and the gratitude which the person deserves
2: at the same time as you said you know swami reminds us also that all are nothing but instruments. Because Swami says that gratitude must be given to Gopal Srinivasan but then He goes on to say, but this gratitude must not be just a surface ephemeral gratitude. He says it must be a deep gratitude and that gratitude refers to the gratitude that we have to pay to the Divine.
1: In fact, you know, one of the points that Swami made in that context, especially about Mr. Gopal Srinivasan. Swami not only said that I have nothing to do with this. Mm. Swami also said he also has nothing to do with this. Correct. Swami said, you know, it's not just about the money. He said he visited this place in the past few months much more than he visited even his own office. Correct. That was how much effort and intensity he put into this project. Mm. And then Swami said, he also has nothing to do with this. His connection also is only with Swami. Correct. And because he enjoyed Swami's message, he thought that Swami's message is so valuable, it has to be taken to the world. He has put up this whole thing. So his connection is only
2: with Swami. What an example that is, Prem. You know, Swami saying that Gopal Srinivasan has nothing to do with the studio. I mean, he's not attached to the studio. The studio is not attached to him. But he did it because out of his love for Swami. That gives us, not only the people working in Radio Sai, but any one of us, the way that we should carry out our work. We do our work not because we are attached to the work, the work is not attached to us. We do it as an offering because we love Swami and we want Swami to be happy. I think if each one of us in the world does our work in this manner, as an offering to Swami to make Swami happy, not because we are attached to the work or we expect to get something out of the work, then work automatically becomes
1: worship. And then Swami also said that the gratitude is giving respect to that relation between Mr. Srinivasan and me. Hmm. You know, he has done this whole thing for his love for me. Respecting that love that he has for me, you also work properly. And that is the gratitude you can show.
2: And that kind of gratitude is possible only if you have strong faith and determination, Swami said. He continues saying that in order to have such faith and determination, what is most important? Swami says, you have to foster a mind that doesn't waver and you have to foster a vision that does not get deluded. It was just, you know, a statement that dropped out of his mouth so casually. But if we ponder about this, it shows the way for anyone who wishes to be a Sai messenger. A Sai messenger should have strong faith and determination, which comes by fostering a mind that doesn't waver and fostering a vision that is not deluded. Even a simple thing like today, for example, if we say that Swami is no longer with us, He has taken Mahasamadhi. A statement like that, if I make, it only shows that I am not steady in my mind, I am wavering in my mind and that I am deluded in my vision. Am I blind? Can I not see His glory propagating and spreading in the world by the minute? When I am turning a blind eye to it, when I am deluded in my vision or wavering in my mind, then only such thoughts come in and such thoughts are not good at radius I. If I get a thought like that, the medium, Swami later on, maybe I am jumping the gun, but He says that what is spoken amidst these four walls will be going around the world. So, therefore, it is so important that people who work here have steadiness of mind and a vision that is not deluded because if you have a deluded vision, delusion is what you will be propagating in the world.
1: And the other way, what strikes me in this statement with Swami saying that mind that does not waver and the vision that is not deluded. Mm. See, anybody who wants to take Swami's message to the world, mm. whether as a sadhana or otherwise because mm. Swami says everybody is an instrument You know whether you want it or not because the moment you come to Swami you start following what Swami says as part of His message whether you like it or not you become a messenger of Swami mm. I feel when Swami says a mind that does not waver is the idea of all of us here as part of Swami's Radio Sai team is to take Swami's message forward and that is the focus of the mind in this process we might find so many distractions You know, one of the main distractions one could probably think of is when people come and tell you that, Wow, you are such a good messenger of Swami. (laughs) You know, you are a person who speaks so well. You are a person who has a very good clarity about Swami's message. Mm. You know, these are all things which can actually take your focus away from what your mind is supposed to be focused on. Very true. You know, the focus of the mind is supposed to be on, this is Swami's message. I am taking it to people who need it. There is no glory attached to me in this process. Because I am just an instrument. I am only an instrument. So I feel that is one of the ways in which the mind can waver. And when Swami says, you keep yourself away from the delusion of the vision. Again, the vision is the belief that, yes, this is the redeeming message. Mm. And there is no doubt about that. But as you said, you know, we all believe that Swami is always with us. But every now and then that thought, is Swami really there? You know, because we saw Swami when He was there physically. Now he's not to be seen. So all sudden, and done, one aspect of Swami's presence is missing. Mm. But it is to get back that vision and not let the vision delude it and say that, no, I believe that Swami is definitely there and I know it and reconfirm our faith. Just to put it in that particular context of missing Swami. I think that is what Swami is saying that you have to keep yourself focused on what you are doing this for. And
2: when we are able to keep that focus from personal experience, I am convinced that Swami gives more experiences to reaffirm that same. When you constantly tell yourself and you know that, you know, Swami is very much there. Even as we are speaking this, Swami is sitting and listening. When you keep that faith steady and firm, it is rewarded. You know, let me share with you what happened just about a week ago. Mm -hmm. There was a group of devotees who had come from Trinidad and Tobago and they were in the ashram and when they were here, I happened to meet one of them and after a talk, they were very inspired. They were feeling very thrilled. One of them got up and said, you know, I want to take a golden pendant for my child. I want to take Padukas for so and so. I want to take Vibhuti for so and so. I want to take this. I want to do this. I want the total number of things that he wanted to take was pretty large. And I said, this is very noble of you because Trinidad is on the other side of the globe. If you are carrying from Prashantin part of Prasanthi Nilayam for different people, it's wonderful. Please go ahead. He said, but I have one desire. What is it? He said, I want to get all these blessed at the Samadhi. You know, because now people see that as the equivalent of Swami's physical blessing. He said, I want to get this blessed at the Samadhi. And at that point, I was thinking, oh, what do I do? Because he is not allowed, they are not allowed to carry such stuff to the Mahasamadhi. After thinking for long, praying and going through some kind of inner churning myself, thinking that this person has such a noble idea, what should be done, I finally volunteered. You know, as staff, when any special event comes in our life, whether it's a marriage or whether it's your mother's birthday, You can go get a sari blessed at the Mahasamadhi and take it back. So as staff, we have those privileges. So I thought, why don't I use that privilege? Take all this person that he has given. I thought I'll bundle it in a bag, take it and I'll get it blessed on his behalf at the Mahasamadhi if that is going to make him so happy. So this was the plan. So when I told it to him, he was amenable to it. So he packed everything in one bag, small bag and gave it to me. So, that bundle was with me in the studio and he was leaving that midnight. So, I had about half a day left and I thought in the evening session, I will get the blessings from the Mahasamadhi. Now, this was the plan. But that evening turned out to be one of the most hectic evenings in terms of work here. I was involved in an interview in the studio here. I had to go out to do some shooting. At the same time, I had to meet some people to make some remaining payments. All this happened and it was almost six. 35 in the evening when I realized that that bag is still sitting at my desk in the studio and I had to rush it because now Mahasamadhi darshan is going on in the evening. So, I run, pick up the bag, rush there, walk in. I go and I kneel on at the Mahasamadhi and I am about to place the bag at the Mahasamadhi Mm -hmm. to my pleasant shock if I may call it. Right there at the Mahasamadhi kneeling down is this very person who wanted to get displaced. (laughs) He shocked and he says, wow, you waited all the while for me to come so that I can get it blessed. I told him, no, no, I did not wait. You just go ahead. So, you know, from the viewpoint of the volunteer, it was as if here was a person helping a staff member open the bag and take out different stuff to get it blessed at the Samadhi. But in reality, it was him placing each of the different objects that he had purchased. He got blessed at the Samadhi and he walked out and he told me, what timing brother? I told him, the timing was perfect, but it was not mine. It was, and he had tears in his eyes. And then seeing the tears in his eyes, I had tears in my eyes. You know, I almost felt as if I had had an interview for a minute with Swami. It was almost like that because so vibrant it was and both of us Cherish that incident even to this day. That's why you know we had that discussion of Swami being the god of small things. In these small ways he shows that he knows everything, he is listening, and nowadays I must confess that such coincidences and such examples of precise and perfect timing seem to be happening a lot more frequently. What else is this other than the presence that Swami is showing in our lives?
1: bringing in the same thing what you were saying and what swami says about gratitude here
2: mm.
1: i think it's very important because the more you give gratitude the more you can feel humble mm. as we said you know when swami says that you have to be grateful for this at every situation in life and everything which you receive if you keep giving gratitude mm. i think it occupies the space which otherwise would be occupied by the feeling that i've earned this opportunity
2: mm. i deserve this i
1: deserve this and you know i've worked my way into this chance of being what I am or you know, receiving what I am. But instead, if you just keep giving gratitude, like what Swami said, show gratitude and not just superficial gratitude, but deep gratitude that you are actually removing the chance for any other feeling of pride to take that space. Beautiful. The other
2: thing that Swami then said, we are not going exactly in the chronological order, but Swami said that energy is very important and energy expresses itself through all the five senses. Therefore, see no evil, see what is good, hear no evil, hear what is good. Talk no evil. Talk what is good. Think no evil. Think what is good. Do no evil. Do what is good. This is the way to God, and this is the way you will sanctify the energy from all the five senses. That is another important guideline that he gave to all the people who had assembled here.
1: And you know, in the same context, Swami was talking about the poor wastages one has to avoid: that of time, energy, energy food,
2: and money. And money. Exactly. These guidelines are immortal. They last forever. Because even to this day, you know, it's not as if it was relevant at the opening of the studio and now it is not. It is not like that. Even to this day, we find each of those things coming to our rescue and our use every moment as we work in the studio.
1: And you know, we are talking of it as Swami came, inaugurated the studio, and spoke to the studio boys. Hmm. But actually, if you look at it in the true sense, hmm. these were four boys or youngsters or even the other people who are here who are sitting in front of their master with the desire to take to the spiritual path and reach him finally. Because everything which Swami says here is in essence a guidelines to that. Because when you know, Swami is saying about don't waste time, don't waste energy and something where Swami is telling that you are going to take Swami's message and one point Swami makes is what actually makes me happy is only practice. Mm. You, know, you can spread this to the whole world. Mm. At the end of the day, you can come and tell that you know, thousand people listen to this program. Or you mm. can say that I took Swami's discourse and 500 people heard it online. That's not what is going to make me happy. He said, put it into practice and that will make me more happy than this spreading that you do. At the same time,
2: while you're practicing, you know, I remember Brother Sai Prakash who was seated there. He told Swami, Swami, there are some really very old and amazing videos of Swami that we have got. Just seeing them makes us so happy. Even... As he completed his statement, Swami said, Hey, it's not enough if you see and you're happy. Share it with everyone. Those who are not able to see it in the studio, share it with everybody. And that has become such a guiding light for us working here. When we think of the different Sai Blossom products or DVDs that we make, talk of the advent and talk of the other documentaries, everything that we are making, they've all been videos that have given us tremendous joy as we have viewed them. And we have, based on Swami's guidelines, thought out on what is the best possible way that the whole world can see this and presented it through these documentaries. In fact, dear listeners, a documentary on the 50th birthday celebrations of Swami. Right. And it is such a magnificent piece. You know, to see those videos of Prasanthi Liam in 1975, at that time there were only two big buildings, you know, one of the Purnachandra Auditorium, one of the Mandir. Nothing else, the roads, the shops, all that we see, nothing was there in fact that was the birthday when the gopuram was inaugurated it was in the same year that the police station of prashanthinilam was inaugurated it was in the same year that the gokulam where the cows are there and you should see the video of swami
1: you know fondling those cows it's also the year that rathotsavam started right?
2: exactly on the 18th of november every year we have a rathotsavam and swami said that you know the lord is to be taken in a procession because there are many old infirm who are sick or those are busy in their work even to this day, we see that you know happening when people are busy; they have to run their business for their daily bread. They're not able to leave their shops and come for darshan. Even Swami would do a kind of modern ratotsavam, sitting in the porte car, going around Prashanti Township, going around Puttaparthi village and Prashanti Township, so that even those who are at work, if you are not able to come to God, God will come to you.
1: I think you it's know, happened many times, even outside the studio, right? When boys yeah. <laughs> don't come for darshan, their work calls for them to be in their seats here. Mm. And suddenly there would be a call, Swami is coming out and we have footages of boys standing outside the studio and having Swami darshan. What
2: beautiful moments those were. The playing.
1: hospital boys having darshan and Swami goes near the, to the hospital, ride.
2: yes. I remember at least five, six occasions when all of us are working in the studio and suddenly, you know, our cell phone start beeping. Swami is coming, Swami is coming, Swami is. All of us rush out and it is so beautiful to see Swami at your workplace. So, it was actually with this objective that if you are busy in your work, doing work as your worship, then the Lord will manifest even there. In order to spread this message, Swami started the Ratotsavam. That was the 50th birthday. Yeah, we came to all this because of the 50th birthday documentary. During the 50th birthday, Swami gave about 8 or 9 discourses. And each of those discourses, Prem, you know, it's like a clarion call. There were three conferences that were held that time. One was the Sevadal Conference, one was the Balvikas Gurus Conference and one was the World Conference. In all of them, Swami delineates His mission, His vision and what He expects of the Satsai organization, what He expects from the women, what He expects from the men, from the children. It's so awesome. It's so wonderful. Seeing it itself got goosebumps all over my body. And therefore, just as Swami said, it's not enough that we see it and feel thrilled. We have to spread that joy to the world. And that is why it is being made. Dear listeners, that is the reason why the production house called Sai Blossom has come into existence. So that we are able to share these beautiful things as Swami advised on that day.
1: And so Arvind, we do hope that very soon you'll be sharing that which gave you so much joy and because you know, we oh. have heard Swami Himself refer to 50th birthday as a very very grand event. As a land- landmark
2: event. Festival that day. was the year when the stupa was inaugurated. Right. The Sarvadharma Dharma Aikya Stupa that and that is the... why it is 50 feet in height.
1: Right. And that was the year when Swami for the first time and maybe the last time gave darshan on a helicopter.
2: <laughs> oh yes, that is the highlight. I mean, how could I have not mentioned that? Right. A helicopter darshan and there was the Jhulotsavam, Swami sat on the Jhula. There was a special Yajnam, Purushottama yagna. never before, never after it has been done. A five-day yagna that was conducted in the same year. And on the 25th of November, you know, Swami came to the balcony waving goodbye to all the devotees who had gathered.
1: Even as you were describing that wonderful birthday, that scene when Swami walked into the uh, studio and came to the photograph section. And there were these old photographs laid there. And it was so beautiful to see Swami standing there, recollecting some of those things. That is you know, my old mandir, he that said. That is my old mandir and that is, you know, <laughs> Raju and you know, Swami Correct. is mentioning such things. And Swami started describing how the old mandir was and how it was transformed to what the mandir is today. And for a beautiful. moment with
2: his description, Swami took everyone there back to those times and everyone relived and you could see that smile and serenity on every face. And that is the magic of memories, Prem. Reliving those memories and really... We should all be grateful to Swami that He has left behind such a treasury of memories in terms of His writings, in terms of His audios, in terms of His videos. No other avatar before has ever left behind such a wonderful repository for posterity which couldn't enjoy as much as everybody for them to enjoy, for all of us to enjoy. What an act of supreme karuna and prema that is.
1: And in fact, you know, that is the essence of Bhagavatam. That Parikshit who came a little late and felt, you know, Oh God, I just missed the Avatar, hmm. you know, could attain the same bliss and if not more and attain that final liberation just by listening to the you know, description of the Lord's actions.
3: Hmm.
1: Though he had technically missed the Avatar. So, I think generations to come are lucky that way that you know, Swami permitted Himself to be recorded electronically. And some of
2: the things that Swami said, mind-boggling at that time to imagine... You know, at that time, it was thought that studio will be only a recording facility where we'll be having audios and some amount of video shooting will go on. More in terms of audio restoration and audio work. But Swami said, do not separate radio work, audio work and video work. All should work as one. Have no differences. You may specialize in some things, but have no differences and be united. All three should be one. And today, you know, if we look at it, what comes on radio is what Later on goes onto the website also and then comes as a text article too. We are now moving towards that kind of harmony and unity which Swami envisaged more than a decade before. At that time it made no sense. And today we just drop onto our knees in gratitude and awe at the kind of you know foresight that Swami had.
1: And also again coming to that point where I said, you know, Swami was addressing these set of devotees here, hmm. also giving them messages which are very important. Mm. Because though people sitting here were part of the broadcasting wing or that of the book trust who were sitting here, Swami wanted to remind them that you are here doing my work. Okay, Correct. Don't say that you are doing audio work for Swami. You are doing video work, Swami. Mm. You are doing work for me. Mm. So if duty calls for you to shift from one section to the other, you do it. And that is what is something which we have to remember in life also. Whatever we are doing, if we keep that in our mind that we are doing this for Swami... The changes which will come in between will not actually affect us or unsettle us.
2: That is exactly what we spoke of in the beginning as not getting attached to the work or allowing the work to get attached to you. You should be attached only to Swami and everything else happens automatically then.
1: Absolutely. And in fact, the other very prophetic thing which Swami said was about the book trust. You know, when Swami was talking to The convener of the book trust,
2: Mr. Rajan. Mr. Uh
1: Rajan Swami was asking him make the process of buying books faster.
2: I remember that discussion where Swami asked, "What are you doing for the devotees? The devotees stand in long queues to buy books. At that time, book trust had introduced computerized billing and also dispatch of books around the world by courier. So they said we are doing this. Swami said that is no use because if they carry the books. While they're going into the bus, Swami made a joke. He said, you know, the cover breaks open and all the books fall out. And then Swami said something that seemed like a very esoteric idea at that time. He said, you know, if somebody feels that I want to read a book, he just presses a button and the book is there in his hand. So when Swami made this suggestion, nobody seemed to support it. In fact, Swami repeats it and says, this is how it should be. No waiting in queues, no holding, no carrying. You think of a book and you press a button and it comes. And then Swami says, this is also possible through computers. And it is very recently that the Books and publication Division of Sadhana Trust has started coming out with e-books, which is fantastic and which is exactly what Swami said. People feel like reading a book and they just click a button and there it's downloaded and ready. See, these are some of the beautiful things that Swami said during that time, which made apparent no sense at that
1: time, but had such prophetic
2: meaning in them.
1: Right, you know, going back to the point which you made before this about Swami telling about audio, video being separate. Mm. The other little thing which happened and you know, Swami grabbed that opportunity even again to give a profound statement mm. was when he turned to one of the boys and asked, where are you working? One of the boys who walk with Swami, Swami looked at him and asked, where are you working? And he said, Swami, I work in the central trust. And you know, Swami gave an expression as though, what central trust? All of these are central trust. Exactly. You know, saying that everybody is working for the central trust. and then Because
2: just before that, I remember Swami asked one boy, where are you working? He said, Swami, I work in the radio section. And it was almost like, just now I have said that there is nothing like division. But the boy immediately realizes it. But then Swami says, yes, correct. He agrees that you have understood the spirit of the statement. And then he continues to ask each one which section will you work in, which will you work in. So now everybody is aware that I am working in video, but as part of the whole. I have been given this chance. So everybody says. And that is when he asked this other boy, who is apparently not a part of Radio Sai, and asks him, where do you work? He says, Swami, I work in Central Trust. Swami says, hey, everything is Central Trust. And then I think, Prem, this is most important. We must define what Swami defined as Central Trust.
1: Right. And Swami told very beautifully, what is Central Trust? trust in the centre, Swami said, pointing to his heart.
2: Swami said the word heart also. Hmm.
1: So, having that trust in the centre, which is the heart, that is central trust.
2: And therefore, Swami said, anybody who places complete trust in the centre, that is in the heart, that is in Swami, becomes part of his central trust. Wow! Isn't that a reassuring promise given to the whole world? And then comes the point where, you know, Swami speaks about how the elders and youngsters must mingle and work together. The energy of the youngsters must not be inhibited and curtailed by the elders. At the same time, the experience of the elders must be respected by the youngsters. And so he addresses the elders and tells that it is your duty to ensure that these people step into your shoes. You should give away control and allow the youngsters to step in.
1: And you know, Swami remembered some of the elders' names. Correct. Like Mr. Narasimhan, who was the uh, editor of of Sati, a few other people. And Swami said, you know, these are all people who have served Swami immensely. Hmm. But they've all become old now. They must be rested and the next generation must be tested. tested.
2: (laughs) That's what he said.
1: (laughs) You know, tested in the sense, they should be given the responsibility and be tested.
2: You know, though Swami said this, at the same time, He also said to the youngsters sitting there, He said, but you must work in such a manner that all the elders must feel that the organization, the way it is going on now is much better than when we were at our heydays and therefore they must feel very happy that you have taken over. That is another important point to keep in mind. It is not just saying that we want the power, we want office, we want to start working. Swami advises the elders to allow the youngsters to come up. At the same time advises the youngsters that you cannot throw out the elders. The elders must happily relinquish their position because of the amount of good that you are doing and therefore your job is to do good and more good.
1: It's a very beautiful thing in the sense because Swami is telling that you are working for me, you have to satisfy me. Hmm. But that could be a very very wide and profound thing and it would be difficult to make it a practical thing you know day to day what do we do it Mm. but here Swami is saying that you know these are people who have brought the organization to a certain level make sure that what you do henceforth pleases them also and satisfies them and keeps them happy about the way the progress is happening
2: again that's an extension of give gratitude to Swami and give gratitude to the instruments of Swami who have also brought it up one more important thing Swami said was about Timing. This was in the context when Swami said money is important, time don't waste money, don't waste time, don't waste. Then he said time is very, very important. Sri Gopal Srinivasan had very ambitious plans. He said that within a year we will be having web darshan. That was 2003 then. We started having web darshan somewhere after 2011. Right. So
1: Just two years back.
2: Yes. So when all this was suggested, Swami said, no, don't hurry. Time is important for everything. The boys are all fresh and new. Let them learn. At least for a year, don't give them anything new to do. Let them just learn for a year. In fact, Swami didn't expect any sort of output for one complete year. He said, let them just learn for one year. And we can see this, you know, because Swami has always strongly believed in anything that comes up rapidly will also go down rapidly. And if we see his mission also, praying for almost 65 years of his life, nothing physical and external Swami apparently did the hospitals, the water projects, the housing projects, all the magnificent social service projects that we speak of were all accomplished in less than the last two decades of his life. So, Swami always emphasized on the importance of slowly building up but building up in such a manner that it will never go down because a thing that comes up slowly is one that lasts. Anything that comes up fast will also go down fast. And so Swami says, let the boys take time. Let them slowly build up, learn. And as they learn, we can increase the work that they have to do.
1: And you know, at that point when Mr. Shishir is explaining that Swami, we have this equipment, and you know, we can do webcast, we can do this, we can do live mixing, and we all that. Swami, you know, stopped him and said, "Use everything. Do whatever you want. Use it the way you want, but use it for good purpose."
2: And in that same session, we also see an example of a person who seems to be doing exactly this, using everything for a good purpose, because. That boy, our colleague, when Swami asks him what is the work you are doing, he tells Swami I am doing this work. And then there are some other things that he has in mind that he has to do. So he just starts to tell Swami, Swami this is also what I have planned to do. Even before he can complete his statement, Swami says very good, very happy, go ahead, do it Bangaru, I bless you profusely. You know, it is so inspiring that even without listening to him, you know, we talk about having faith in Swami, having confidence in Swami. The kind of faith and confidence that Swami has in that boy is so amazing, one for all of us to emulate. It inspired me to think that can I also be such a person that even before I can tell Swami what it is, Swami says, since you are doing it, I know it is perfect, go ahead. We should all strive to win Swami's confidence and faith in such a manner. And that is only possible by living scrupulously by the spirit of the words that He has given us.
1: And you know when Mr. Shinivasan told Swami that Swami we can do all this and much more if we have your blessings. Mm. Again without even a moment's pause, Swami said blessings enough are there. Lots and lots of blessings are there. You can do all this and blessings not only for you, Him and you know the people here. My blessings are there for the whole world. Hmm. And again, reiterating that point, Swami always says that when the intentions are good, things will just happen, you know, miraculously happen and coincidences will become the order of the day.
2: Because that is the nature of the universe. Right. Speaking of the whole world, I mean, at that time, it's really unimaginable. Even at that point in time, Swami said, whatever is spoken between the four walls here will be going all around the world. And therefore, you have to be very careful what you speak. As far as possible, practice silence. And when Swami said silence, it is so evident that He didn't mean just the physical silence. It is also silencing of the many noises that we have internally because it is only when we silence that can we hear the voice of God. It is only when we hear the voice of God can we spread the message of the Lord. And that is what has to be spread from a place that is broadcasting to the entire world. In fact, Swami goes on to say, do not have fights here, because even if you fight here, it will be recorded. I mean, it seemed like a joke at that time. Swami said, if you fight here, it will get recorded and it will come off, it will come in print. But then, who knows, what record is Swami speaking about? You know, I remember somebody saying that, Swami had once said, that, every single good deed you do in the avatar's presence, you will reap 100 times the benefit because the avatar is an amplifying force. But remember, Every bad you do too will get amplified 100 times because the Lord, the avatar is an amplifying power. And therefore it is imperative that we, as Swami said, be good, see good, hear good and do good.
1: Talking about the inner silence which you mentioned, Hmm? I remember once it seems Swami had told some students and staff. He said, see, when you have something in the mind, if you think of an action in the mind, nobody can reward or punish you for that. If you think of being violent against somebody, just think and don't act. Nobody can punish you for that. Hmm. But if you put that into action, you know you might be reprimanded by a court or you might be given imprisonment or whatever punishment that goes with that action. Hmm. So it is okay sometimes to do something which is bad because you get punished and you get corrected. Hmm. But what mistake is done in the mind is Hmm. like an unpunished offense which will build up on you. So you have to be careful of what the unseen and unpunished offenses which happen in your mind. Hmm. So, I think that is why mental silence is as important as physical or verbal silence. And in fact, I feel
2: mental silence will automatically result in physical silence, but the vice versa may not always be true. (laughs) There were also some lighter moments when, you know, Swami was speaking about computers. You know, they said that, Swami, the errors will reduce, everything will become good, perfect because we are doing with computers. Again, you know, Swami emphasized on what he always says that this was not said in that session, but Swami always says computer is not important. The composer, the person who handles the computer is important. Emphasizing that spirit, Swami again said, but you know, you cannot rely completely on the computer because even computer gets diseases (laughs) and everybody laughs. Swami says, yes, it gets cough, cold, We know cough, cold is caused by a virus and Swami was referring to the computer viruses. He then points out to an elder and says, right? Isn't it right? Computers also get these diseases. Then they nod and everybody smiles and laughs and what a sweet, innocent way of introducing computer viruses.
1: And maybe as a last point, we can share about the first point which Swami made in the discussion literally. Uh Because when Swami made that very profound connection Mm. between knowledge, skill, balance and insight... When Swami said knowledge is available everywhere, you know. I think in other literature of Swami also is there that if knowledge is what you seek, it is there in plenty, especially mm. in the world today, in the form of books, in the form of the internet. It's all there. But Swami in this discussion, you know, when you were sitting here and talking, Swami said that knowledge
2: mm.
1: has to be converted into skill.
2: It has to be skilled, yes.
1: Knowledge has to be skilled. And when you skill knowledge, then you will get balance. And when you are in the state of balance, you will get insight. And in the contrary, Swami said, if you don't skill knowledge and you kill knowledge, then you will go out of balance. And when the balance goes, your outlook will not be right.
2: So, Swami said, it's not important that you gather knowledge, but you skill knowledge. How you use that knowledge. It's almost like science versus technology. Knowledge and science are neither good nor bad. It is technology or how we skill it, what matters. Because... Technology can be good or bad. Science as such is neither good nor bad. In the same way, knowledge is neither good or bad. How we put that knowledge into action can turn good or bad. As you said, that was the foremost thing and Swami emphasized on it very strongly. In fact, He said, what is the insight that you get? Swami used a Sanskrit term for it. For insight, He said it is Antar drushti, which means, well, in English again, it's literally insight. But looking it also within. means looking deep within looking inside and having a vision of the Divine. So, Swami said that if you are able to skill knowledge, you will get balance, which is equanimity, because of which you will get a vision of the Divine, which is insight, which is antar If we see how it reads, it reads as if we are able to skill knowledge properly, it will result in the ultimate goal of human life, which is vision of the Divine. And in that, Swami has charted out the karma marga for all of us working at Radio Sai, for all of us who wish to be Sai messengers, for all of us who wish to be messengers of good and God, using karma yoga to have antar drishti or vision of the divine.
1: And you know, talking of this knowledge and skill connection, the other thing that Swami said was, you all are clever, you, know, you all are well-educated, you hmm. all have that knowledge. But along with that knowledge, you also need yukti. Swami said tact. And Swami immediately added that not knack, you no, know, knack is a kind of cunningness. Correct. And that is why Swami said when you have knack and knowledge, it is like killing knowledge. Mm-hmm. You will use knowledge for personal benefit. You will misuse knowledge. To justify your acts. And that is what we've seen because spirituality is so large and so difficult to grasp that you can do any act and you can justify it. Mm-hmm. That's what Swami was saying that you know knowledge with tact will benefit the society and that will become skill and as we pointed out, skill to balance and balance to insight.
2: So dear listeners, as we are speaking, we have got a few more points but most of the important points we have covered. So, thanking you all for your patient hearing. We hope that you enjoyed us reliving that beautiful day 29th of August 2002 when Swami visited the studio. We loved reliving it and we will be reliving it many more times in our day-to-day lives because it has got so many messages. Any insight that you have about this satsang, please do feel free to write to us at listener at Offering our gratitude at the lotus feet of our beloved Swami who is always present here with us, in us, above us, around us.
0: Sairam, you just heard an episode of our radio series, Afternoon Satsang. This is a live discussion between Radio Sai's Prem and Arvind on different spiritual topics and today's episode was first featured as part of Radio Sai's Thursday Live at 12.30pm on August 29th, 2013. You can mail us your comments and feedback to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashantinilayam.